welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night Ignition. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined by a man whose expiration date is nowhere near, Captain Tibbs. Thank you, Sills. That's right. It's right here under my right armpit. That is right. That is, oh, that date is a lot sooner than I thought it would be, Tibbs. Oh, that's not good. Don't remind me. But JWF Defiance Presents Expiration Date is even sooner, coming to you in just a few short weeks on the Fight Boys YouTube channel. And Tibbs, we already know it is going to be main evented by an absolutely epic six-man expiration chamber match. And we already know five of the men in that match. Our defiant champion, the man known as Falcor the Stoppable, mm -hmm. Bacula, Shitty Terry, Robert Hill, Guy Fieri. I mean, the champion has already got one hell of a match waiting for him. Absolutely. I would put that defiant championship on any one of those men, Sills, and we don't even know who the last competitor is going to be. That is right, but for right now, one of the heads of JWF Defiance, the man known as Scotty Moore, is in our ring right now. So why don't we go down and hear what he has got to say ahead of the expiration date pay-per-view. So, I'm sure commentary has already set it to all hell. In just a few short weeks, JWF Defiance is going to be presenting to you expiration date one of the most dangerous shows i've ever had the displeasure of witnessing featuring the deadliest match in this company's history the expiration chamber two men trapped inside of a solid steel cage surrounded by pods with even more competitors itching to get their hands on each other and by the end all six men will be in the center of the ring, bloodied, broken, but only one able to call themselves victorious. And we're going to have not one, but two big chamber matches. One for the women's championship and one for the defiant championship. The only problem being this. You see, there are still plenty of cells to be filled inside that hellacious structure. And on JWF Defiance, we don't solve things with power rankings or win-loss records. We solve things with violence. We solve things with a match that brings out the darkest, most wicked side of its competitors. Eight men enter, and seven knockouts later, one man leaves. I, of course, am talking about the Cananza. And this Wednesday, we're going to have two Cananzas to determine who enters those matches. But, you know, looking back on my career, I've realized I have done a whole lot of things. I have main evented Wrestlepalooza. I have held the JWF Championship. Just about everything there is to do, I've done it. With two exceptions, I have never stepped foot inside the expiration chamber, and I have never held the JWF Defiant Championship. So I figure we might as well kill two birds with one stone, which is why this Wednesday, I'm not just coming to Defiance as a commentator, I'm coming to fight! And those men in that Cananza better watch out because if I've proven anything throughout my career, it's this. When Scotty Moore wants something, he gets it. 
Well, Tibbs, uh, two bold proclamations there, but uh, I think uh, think uh, Scotty could heed the words you said a couple of weeks ago. You never book angry, but it seems that Scotty has come here a little bit angry looking to prove himself. Uh-huh, Sills, and I can tell you that has been the downfall of many a booker. Now, not so much for their company usually, but just for their own health and well-being. I've booked myself into many places that I've gotten my ass kicked. That is right, Tim, but it looks like we now know the first man who's going to be entering that Cadenza match. Well, hold on, ladies and gentlemen, I'm getting word right now. One of our top interviewers has been pulled backstage with a man who has not taken kindly to Scotty more lately. The man known as the Bee, Blake Tanner. Well, why don't we hear what he's got to say? Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, Dad the Dad McDonald backstage here with the man known as Blake Tanner. Now, Blake... You shocked a lot of people when you confronted the man who saved you at the Regal Rumble, Scotty Moore, last week. Can you explain your intentions behind that confrontation? I mean, it's pretty obvious, isn't it, McDonald? You've heard it. For the last two months, Lawrence Whitney has been running me down every opportunity that he got and calling me someone who couldn't get the job done on my own. That I'm someone who relied on friends and connections every single step of the way in my career. I mean, do I appreciate Scotty for having my back? Of course. Absolutely. But right now, this new era of the JWF, we're back to real competition. That's just not competition in the ring either, mind you. That's competition on the mic. That's competition for time every week. That's competition for match of the night. I mean, that's every single week. Why I step into the ring and I fight with everything I have. It doesn't matter if I'm working off an injury or if I'm tired. I cannot stop. When JWF Defiance started, I made a vow to compete every week until I couldn't go anymore. I have to prove myself in that ring week after week after week. And I'm going to keep doing that this Wednesday. When I step into the ring in a match that my co-commentator so graciously announced earlier... The Cananza. I see. Which surely has nothing to do with the fact that Scotty announced he would also be in the Cananza. And actually, speaking of, how do you react to the fact that on that very same show expiration date, you're going to be facing off against Scotty in the J1 tournament? I mean, both of you are going into those matches undefeated in the J1. Any thoughts? Like I said... Scotty's one of my best friends. But that's outside of the ring, McDonald. I will gladly sit by him every week with on commentary. Or go out to bars every weekend. Go out to Outback, Olive Garden, watch shitty movies, whatever it is we do. But when it comes to in-ring competition, there can be no BS. There is only Blake Tanner and the J1. And the J1 is my path to proving myself and finally winning the JWF World Championship again. So I don't care if it's my best friend in the ring. I'm going to treat him the same way I've treated every other competitor in the J1 by stomping their heads into the match and making those two points for myself. Well, Tibbs, looks like Blake Tanner uh, making things very clear right now. We know for the longest time, Blake and Scotty, they were, I mean, three-time tag team champions, the longest-running tag team champions in this company's history are the men known as the BS. But 
Seems that Blake Tanner is focusing on himself right now. Uh-huh. That's the thing, though, Sills. When you are in a tag team, you know your partner's got your back. That's all about tag team wrestling. But any moment, Sills, that you have to face your partner in the ring, face-to-face -face on the other side of the ring, all bets have to be off, Sills. You gotta fight just like it's any other competitor. That is right. But for right now, in our ring is, um... Well, uh, Tibbs, I believe you referred to it as part of Shitty Terry's Rehabilitation Program. It appears that Terry has been joined by uh, by his sponsor, the man known as Buddy. Oh, Sills, I, I only just kind of got the rundown of what was going to be going on here. Not really what I expected, but uh, we may as well tune in. All right, well, why don't we go down to the ring and hear what Shitty Terry and... Buddy has to say. Howdy there, everyone. My name is Buddy. I'm second tenor in the choir down at St. Mary's Baptist on 30 Seconds. You know, the one between the Dollar General and the gun shop. And I'm here today with my brother in Christ, Terry, because it has come to my attention that several of y'all think Terry is a bit hard to understand when he comes out here and speaks on the microphone. You know, on account of all the drugs, bless his heart. And, you know, I don't blame him neither. God made us all different, gave us all different needs. Like, you know, I just can't get out of bed in the morning without a pot of Folgers. And Terry, he, uh, he can't get out of bed without just a mess of uncut crack cocaine. But, you know, that sometimes makes him difficult to understand. Which is why I'm here tonight as his official translator for y'all. So, why don't you take it away, Terry? Tell him what you're gonna be doing, big man. Thank you. You know, a lot of guys out there think they're tough. Think they're Terry tough. But nobody's tougher than the Terry when it comes to the eight-man battle. Fuck this shitty Terry. That's why I'm again the rope square. Do business this dynamite day. And Terry go ba-boom all over the competition, baby. So Terry says that he respects a lot of the competitors in the back. But he like he needs an opportunity to really prove himself on the big stage, which is why he'd like to officially enter this Wednesday's Cananza. It don't matter if it's one man coming to take me down to seven. Terry gonna give him one of these. Hello, one of these. Hello, no. Cut Terry gonna send you into a downward spiral, Hulk Hogan. And when you want to bring a death with only the controls of the play between your legs, you gotta ask yourself, are you willing to make the ultimate sacrifice? Uh, uh, Terry says good luck to his opponents this Wednesday and that he's gonna take all y'all out to Waffle House after. Win, lose, or draw, he don't care. I was sitting in a capsule from space, not from here. And I came here for one reason, to attack and keep coming. Not to ask, but just to give. Not to want, but to sin. Load up the spaceship with a rocket fuel. Dig your claws into my organs. Stretch into my tendons. Bury your anchors into my bones. For the power of Terry will always prevail. Uh, Terry says, come on down to I-9 and head over to Crazy Abe's Chevy dealership for a special autograph signing this Wednesday with your favorite and my... Oh, thank God. Well, uh, Tibbs, listen to that. It's the music of, of Scotty Moore coming coming down to the ramp. I'm, what is Scotty doing? I don't know, Sills, but I really hope he's putting a stop to whatever this is. Terry, what the fuck are you doing? What? 
Uh, Terry said what? Yeah, no, I can understand him. I speak Floridian. Uh, I'm just... I'm saying that you've already qualified for the chamber match. You don't have to enter the Cananza. You're good. Oh. I'll just give my spot to Buddy then. What?! Well, I guess I'll need to translate for you, buddy. Uh, this Wednesday, you're gonna get in the ring for the deadliest match of your career. Good luck. You're gonna need it. Well, Tibbs, I'm not sure what just happened down in the ring, but it appears we now have a third name added to that matchup, and it's the man known as Buddy. Not really what I expected from this. Not, not what I expected from all. Do really, do so many people not speak, speak Floridian out here, Sills? No, Tibbs, you're the only one. You are our translator, essentially. Oh. It's not good, Tibbs. It's not a good thing that we keep this man here, but apparently Buddy is here as his translator now, and he is also going to be entering into that deadly match where the only way you can win is by accessing that deepest, darkest part of you, and I'm... I'll be honest, I don't know if Buddy has that part. Don't don't think he does either, Sills. I don't I don't think he knows what darkness would be if it came up and slapped him on the rear end. That is right, but for right now, why don't we go backstage with a man who had some big confidence last week, the man known as Lawrence Whitney. At least until the demonic one known as Croc came out, held that briefcase to the sky, and made it clear that any time they wanted, Legion could cash in and very well become the next JWF Tag Team Champions. But on Defiance, Demon Inc. did come out on top in their match against Legion, so you gotta think Lawrence Whitney is in a weird headspace right now. Uh, absolutely, Sills. I mean, that, that cash in the bag briefcase is a scary thought for anybody. We have seen it end reigns at the most inopportune times for champions before and, and it doesn't matter how many times you beat the, the cash in the bag holder as long as they've got that briefcase sills they'll always come back that is right but for right now why don't we go backstage with lawrence whitney to hear what the leader of the whitney family has to say <clears throat> hello everybody honey potwick full moon boy here backstage with a man who had quite the encounter last week lawrence whitney now, Lawrence, last week you found yourself face to face with the demonic Croc, who made his intentions quite clear to cash in on your clients, the JWF Tag Champions Demon Inc. How do you react to this shocking moment? Shocking? Really? No, no, I, I think not. You see, Honeypot, Croc is a man that many people consider terrifying. A monster, a demon, I believe you refer to him as. But at the end of the day, to me, he's just another jealous fan of Lawrence Whitney, another second-rate manager who thinks that he deserves to be on my level. But you know something? I actually really do need to send a little thank you basket to Croc. I really do, because if he didn't come to the main roster and take those two losers known as Legion off my hands, I might still be stuck in the mud with both of them. Instead, I'm here managing champions. I'm standing here side by side with the best 
damn tag team in this division, Demon Inc. I'm standing here with a man who is set to pick up his first victory in this year's J1 tournament this Wednesday, Big Cyrus Crane. And I'm standing here with a man who is going to climb that ladder this Wednesday, grab the briefcase, and become your next JWF champion, Gazi. So as far as Legion is concerned, they can play with their silly little lunchbox all they want. They can pitch themselves to the JWF universe as demons and monsters, but to me, monsters only exist in nightmares. And the Whitney family don't deal in nightmares. We deal in making dreams come true. Well, uh, Tibbs, uh, I, I guess that one victory last week may have given Lawrence Whitney just a bit of a confidence boost, wouldn't you say? Kind of sounds like it, Sills. And I, I don't like the prospect of turning nightmares like Gazi into dreams come true. That is right, but also he mentioned that Gazi will be competing in an epic fatal four-way ladder match this Wednesday, where the winner will be going on to expiration date to challenge Crush Atlas for the JWF Captain's Championship. But Gazi's not the only man in that match. In addition, Hollywood Hulcher and Danny Roanoke, the former tag champions, are going to be joining in. And then, of course, Malcolm Belmont, a man who, in my opinion, is the real wild card of this situation. Oh, absolutely, Sills. Haven't gotten a chance to see much from Belmont, but his uh, his offense is uh, scary. And he's a little man with a lot of power. That's right, but speaking of scary men with a lot of power, look at our ring right now, Tibbs. It is the man known as the Jebedook, a man who ever since joining the JWF has remained very stoic, very silent. But of course, you can't be a main event talent without opening that mouth every once in a while, which is why the Jebedook is coming down to the ring right now, and I cannot wait to hear what he has got to say, huh, Tibbs? Oh, this is... I've been waiting for this moment for a long time, Sills. The Jebedook speaks. Or not, uh, Tibbs, that is, uh... That is the music of... Uh the former number one contender himself, Mark Plays, coming down to the ring, and appears the gamer's gamer just wants to ruin another moment for us. <sighs> That's upsetting. Hello, everybody. My name is Mark Plays, and before all of you get your proverbial panties in a wad, just know that I am not out here with any sort of malicious intent. No, I am here because I want to help my good friend, the Jebeduk. I'm here because I want to make you the best version of you that you can possibly be, because whether you want to admit it or not, back in JXT, you were always second best, weren't you? You always struggled to reach the peak of the mountains that you wanted to reach, but I have sat at the top of those mountains, and I can tell you, Jeb, the view is phenomenal. And now you once again stand in this ring with the opportunity to climb that mountain and sit at its peak, calling yourself the JWF World Champion, a title that not even yours truly was allowed to claim. But you see, Jeb, winning a championship is only one part of it. The real test of a champion is being the face of your company, representing the JWF to the best of your ability. And no offense, but 
Are you really able to do that? I mean, you are a white-faced mute who walks around like some demonic cat in the hat. You're a floundering joke that lost every big opportunity you got. You make children cry when they see you. And is that really the type of person that should represent the JWF? Well, to be frank with you, no. But I can make you into that person, Jeb. I can make you a man that can take that championship and hold it with pride. I can turn the Jebaduk into a household brand. All you have to do is trust me. Or you can go on to Wrestlepalooza, lose on the grandest stage of them all once again, and go back to being what you've always been. A second-rate discount Danhausen. Well, uh, Tibbs, that's... If I was trying to make a business deal, that is not the wording that I would use. No, Sills, so typically insulting potential clients doesn't really go the way you think it might. And that looks like that is what's on the Jebedoke's mind right now as he is refusing that handshake that Mark Blaze is holding out to him. That's all right. That's all right. I know you need some time to think. Here's my card. You'll know when to call me. Well, Tibbs, uh, apparently the Jebedoke now has a whole lot more on his mind aside from that match against the Dillon. And in my opinion, that is something that even if you had all your focus on, you'd still have a 50-50 shot of coming out victorious. Uh, this is not what the Jebedoke needed right now. No, no, absolutely not, Sills. I mean, you gotta. Jeb has gotta be focused on that match and that match only, not these mind games that Mark Play seems to be playing with him. That is right, but let's just wait until this Wednesday because there are gonna be some epic matchups we are going to see. We are gonna see the Jebedoke actually in action taking on Chuck Gibbons in what is set to be an absolutely awesome J1 tournament matchup. And then, of course, the man who just. Played them mind games. Mark Plays is going to be taking on Big Cyrus Crane of the Whitney family. Then we've got those two Cananzas. We've got the ladder match. We're talking about expiration date being great, but hell, this Wednesday is stacked. Oh, absolutely, Sills. I mean, we got we to gotta walk before we can run, and we're walking into a great card for Defiance. That is right, and then we're going to have an epic episode of Ignition next week where our defiant champion himself, Falcor the Stoppable, is going to return and have a message for his opponents at expiration date. In addition, we're going to hear from Crush Atlas ahead of his matchup for his championship, and then, of course, your son, Chuck Tibbs, a man we have not heard of from in a very long time, is going to return because... I'm sure he's going to have some words to say ahead of his J1 matchup at expiration date because he's taken on a man who, Tibbs, let's be honest, he has not survived longer than a minute in the ring with in the form of Robert Hill. Uh-huh, this is... Not, I don't know about his chances this time, Sills. It all depends on the mind space that Chuck is in. That is right, but until then, ladies and gentlemen, remember to support us at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Pick up merch for your favorite superstars at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. But until then, he's been Captain Tibbs, I've been Silver Spoon, and this has been JWF Ignition, and we will see you 
next time.